fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. They're now talking about arresting people or calling it hate speech if you chant, lock her up. We are now having an attack on the, the First Amendment. We're having an attack on the Constitution when it comes to the Electoral College. We are so screwed up and upside down. The fundamental transformation of America has happened. So now what? Well, we'll begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Cybercrime is a real problem all over the world, but statistics are becoming a little unbelievable. 424% increase, 424% increase in the data breaches in the last year. We also saw last year a 71% jump in dark web activity and 14.9 billion stolen identity records were sold last year. This is... This is an epidemic. You, we have so many things to worry about. Please, please, we have to focus our lives and start, stop worrying about the things that don't matter. I got up this morning, and um, <laughs> last night, my wife and I sat, and we talked about what we found out from the doctor on brain surgery for my daughter. And what she's got coming um, here. My my other daughter, my youngest, uh, I feel like I haven't spent any time with her in the last two weeks. I got up this morning uh, and there's a note uh, on my iPad that says, Dad, it was up till 4 a.m., didn't finish my homework. That's my son. He's a nocturnal animal. I just don't know what to do with that. I feel like I haven't seen my wife in so long. My my other daughter and my grandkids, they live next door. I haven't seen them in a week, maybe two. I'm I'm so worried about so many different things and you're the same. You got the same thing going on. What are we doing? If there's anything that you can that somebody else can take care of that you don't have to worry about it, just take it off your plate. This is what LifeLock does for, for uh, your identity. You, look, you're going to be a victim of identity crime. It's going to happen. So why worry about it? I don't anymore because I know that I get alerts. I, I know that they've done it for me several times where I don't even think about it. Something happens. I'm like, I don't know, LifeLock, LifeLock's on it. They'll send me an alert. Hey, did you just open this? I just, nope. Okay, I don't think about it again. Get rid of all the stuff that you just don't have to think about. Somebody else can do because there's just too much on your plate. LifeLock. Use the promo code BECK. You'll save 10%. It's LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK. Save 10% right now. Do you remember when Barack Obama said, we're just five days away, 
from the fundamental transformation of the United States of America. And we thought to ourselves, what to, to what? Fundamental transformation? What are you talking about? Do you remember? We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. And I remember talking about who loves something and then says, I want to fundamentally transform it. Who loves their wife or their husband and say and says, you know what, honey? We're getting married in a few days. We are just a few days away from the fundamental transformation of you. Uh, I don't marry that person. What did it mean? Well, Michelle Obama told us long ago. Michelle Obama, she was out on the campaign trail in 07 and 08. And do you remember when she said this? And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Okay, can I ask you? When she said that in uh, in 2008, she was taken off the campaign trail. They were like, hey, you don't know. And we were called conspiracy theorists for saying, what the hell does that mean? What does that mean? Have we changed our conversation? Have we changed our traditions? Have we changed our history? Because I believe we have. 2008, 2009, I was spending time with professors overseas uh, and in, uh, in South America. And I was having conversations with people who studied revolutions. And I asked them, how do you do it? What do you need? I outlined these things on the chalkboard. Well, we are just about four weeks away from exposing something that um, we were blown away that we found. It is the how-to. It is what we're doing. It's what's happening to us right now. How did they do this? What, what was the plan? Because the fundamental transformation of America has happened when we're talking about lock her up do we have the audio of uh what's her name uh saying that that has to be uh hate speech here she is christine Anamapur. because you just said lock her up um uh, or lock me up of course lock her up was a feature of the 2016 um trump campaign do you in retrospect wish that people like yourself, the head of the FBI, I mean, the people in charge of law and order had shut down that language, that it was dangerous potentially, that it could have created violence, that it's kind of hate speech. Should that have been allowed? That's not a role for government to play. Mm. The beauty of this country is people can say what they want, even if it's misleading. And thank God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Thank God for James Comey. That's not a role for the government. But listen who that's coming from. The press. What is the press's job? The press is to protect you. You. We have flipped everything in this country. The press now protects them. It now protects the elites, the rulers, the kings, the queens. 
The press was to protect you by protecting the Constitution. What did Christian Anampour just suggest? That we get rid of the First Amendment. That is the definition of political speech. You know, lock her up. That was that was a huge part of what the Trump campaign, the Trump campaign. And she justifies saying, well, it's really kind of hate speech because it could have caused problems. How do you take a country apart? How do you do it? We have to stop talking about Trump's tweets. We have to stop talking about good good heavens for everything that is good and decent and sacred. We should celebrate that our president was not a spy or in cahoots with a foreign government that is traditionally our enemy. Instead, half the country mourned. Oh, I thought he was. You thought he was? Okay, if you really thought he was, then I understand how you felt that he had to go because you thought he was a foreign uh, uh, traitor, that he was in league with a foreign nation. So I understand. But here's the good news. He isn't. Oh, well, he's got to be guilty of something. There's another tradition that's gone. First of all, we're now rooting. We're now, we were hoping that our president was a foreign agent. And if he's found not guilty, well, he's guilty of something. That is the antithesis of America. You know, Last night I was listening to Ben Shapiro and Ben was talking about uh, Joe Biden. And I could hear the audience say, Ben, they'd never give this to you. They'd never give this to anybody else. What Joe, what, what Ben was saying is the same thing that we're saying. The same thing my friends are saying. Look, I don't know. It's really creepy and I wouldn't like it. And I don't know, that seems like a warning sign, but that doesn't mean he's doing anything. Where's your evidence? Oh, it's coming from people who have an axe to grind. It's coming from people who don't want Joe Biden to run because they're Bernie people. Now, is is that entirely true? I don't know. It seems to be the case at this point. So why should we condemn the man? That's that's the American way. That's what should have been said about Kavanaugh, but it wasn't. That's what what is not being said now. Half of the party, the Democrats, are saying about Joe Biden, he's got to go. Why? Because they don't want Joe Biden. They want some Marxist in. But I guarantee if Joe Biden would run and he became the nominee, those same people would say, how dare you say these things? There is no truth. One of my favorite lines 
in the Star Spangled is it Star Spangled Banner? It's 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 one of those songs. I think it's the Star Spangled Banner. Who more? Who more than uh, self? Their country loved. America the beautiful. Thank you. I love that line. Heroes proved who more than self their country loved. Is there anybody out there that feels that way anymore? Because another thing that's been dismantled is our patriotism. We got to change our traditions. I, I used to love the 4th of July. 4th of July in my house to my kids, to my older kids, 4th of July is literally on the same pedestal as Christmas. Because we used to go to 4th of July fireworks and we would really celebrate. And at the end of the day, we'd all end up bawling like little babies when we were watching the fireworks. I don't have that connection anymore. I don't have that connection anymore. Because I don't know who we are anymore. You tell me, did we change our traditions? Is our conversation the same? Do we trust our neighbors? Do we trust people who vote differently than us? Do we give them the benefit of the doubt? Our history. I didn't think it would be changed by people like Ocasio-Cortez, who honestly... She seems like a very nice girl, but she's dumb as a box of rocks when it comes to the things that she should know. When she's talking about, hey, we got to, you know, uh, look at the way they've changed the uh, changed the Constitution. They changed it so FDR couldn't run for another term. He was dead when they changed it. There's no... There's there's very few, if any, institutions that if you are a history major, history major, 69 out of the 78 schools where you can get a history major, 69 of them do not require any American history. How do you teach history without America? How do you do it? Now, if you're going to just focus on Greek history, that's fine. But if you're if you're a well-rounded history teacher, how do you do it without America? We've changed our history. We've changed our culture. We have changed our traditions. Marriage. Faith. So what should we be concentrating on? I'll get there in one minute. One of the traditions that I will not give up is the tradition that I didn't have with my dad. I mean, we had gun, we had a gun in the house, but it was like a twenty-two rifle, and I think the barrel was bent. I've never had a, never had a bullet run through it. My grandfather and my uncles they had guns, and we would go shooting with them, or I'd actually go watch them shoot. My grandfather and I shot one summer until Grandma came yelling at us, but that's a different story. Um, I'm not giving up this tradition and my family, we are concealed carry permit holders 
And if you want to protect your family, I just read the story about in in uh, Oregon where they're now saying um, they're going to raise the age and make things much more restrictive for gun owners already. Already, if you have a gun, it has to be into the in the trunk of your car, unloaded and in a locked case. Well, what good is that? If I'm out in my car and I'm being carjacked, you hear about the mom who just had a gun, pulled it on somebody who was trying to kidnap her child, hold him for ransom. Things do not give up your right to bear arms. The USCCA membership brings you industry leading education, training and trusted legal protection that you are going to need if you're going to protect your family with any kind of confidence. I want you to join the USCCA. Please join. And now, listen, they're, they're giving away 19 free guns. So what type of gun is it? All you have to do is take guess, and you could win one of the 19 guns. Here are some of the hints. It's one of the most popular double-action pistols in the world today. It's often the gun of choice for law enforcement officers, civilians, and our military. I think it's a SIG. I think it's a SIG. Simply text the word BECK to 87222, 87222. Simply text the word BECK, and uh, and it will reveal the identity of the gun. Can you just text that? Because I want to know. I want to know. Uh, 87222. And you'll instantly be locked in for your 19 free chances to win. It's simple, quick, 100% free. Just text BECK 87222. That's B-E-C-K to 87222. It's the United States Concealed Carry Association. 10 seconds, station ID. So I want to uh I want to talk to you at the top of next hour of something that I um I learned from my father and I had forgotten it for far too long. Um and Tony Robbins reminded me of it. And I'm 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 a little disappointed in myself, a little ashamed of myself self that I forgot it, but it is the way to fight back and it is the the um it's a secret that changed my life i went from a um an alcoholic loser that just had no idea what life was about to somebody that was fairly successful uh and um and am living a good life as a decent man with a good family that's not easy especially if you've not grown up in one and it's not easy if you aren't that person you know in your 30s to be that person by the time you're 40 or 50 is very difficult so how do you do it the same way we save the country i want to talk to you next hour about changing our traditions our history and our conversation it's been done so what do we do about it? That's at the top of next hour. Right now, I'd just like you to noodle this. What are the biggest things that we fight right now? What are the biggest things that we have to do 
things that we have to solve right now or we lose everything. I would say the presidential election. Uh, however, we're not going to be saved by any president. So I'd like to look a little deeper than that. We have to save abortion. We have to save these children. We are now talking about infanticide. Do you know that the House has voted 25 times, 25 times they have uh, they have uh, voted down um, any kind of any kind of bill to stop infanticide 25 times already. That, that's insane. How do you do that? The Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the border, tech, loss of trust, spending, health care, corruption, EDU, the packing of courts. How do we manage this? Like I was saying at the beginning of the show, there's so much. How do we manage it? I'll boil this down at the top of next hour. Uh, and I'll show you it's it's really not that hard. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You know, I told you uh, I told you last last hour that um my father always said, you know, when I retire, I'm just going to golf. And then by the time he retired, uh, he was in so much pain that he just he couldn't he just couldn't even walk the golf course, let alone uh, swing a club. And I learned from that because every every day my father would say, oh, someday I'm just going to golf. Uh, and he never did. I caught myself saying, you know, one of these days I'm just going to paint. Nope, I'm going to do it now. And it hurts to paint sometimes. It hurts. I, I, writing a handwritten letter hurts sometimes because my hands are in so much pain. Uh, I've done something about it. I've said, I'm not going to wait until tomorrow. And I'm going to do something about my pain right now. If you're in pain and you want it to stop and you're ready, then go to relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. I want you to try a three-week trial of this. It's... Uh, it's all drug-free. It's created by doctors, and it reduces inflammation. Try it now for three weeks. ReliefFactor.com. Get your life back. Get out of pain. Tonight on TV, Glenn goes into the left's plan to stack the Supreme Court. That's coming up. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. We welcome Pat Gray in, who's just finished his uh, taping of today's podcast, Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, welcome to the program, Pat. How are you? Good. Uh, good podcast today. Uh, fabulous. Okay, it's fabulous. It always is. It yeah. always is. Yeah. So uh, you're going to enjoy this because you and I, uh, Pat, we've been on this for thirty some years plus. Mm-hmm. Um, the communist goals of 1963 that were that were read into the uh, House records in Congress. Um, but I want to uh, I want to alert you. We found something more frightening than this. It is actually, it was written by the historian of the Communist Party in the Soviet Union. It was never meant for release. It was found in the 1990s and then just buried, just buried. We found it in our research looking for something else. And in four weeks, we're going to present it. It is more frightening than this. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because exa- it wow. is the playbook on how to do it. 
how to and, accomplish all these goals. Uh-huh. And how to accomplish it here uh, in America. And if you look at it, it's all being done. Well, yeah. If you the 45 goals that were into the entered in the congressional record, some of them are kind of outdated now because it involves Soviet satellite nations and all of that. But listen, listen to some of these. Promote the, some of them are just dead on. Uh, promote the UN is the only hope for mankind. Yeah, well, that's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, resist any attempt to outlaw the Communist Party. Uh, do you remember what happened to the? Uh, do you remember what happened to the uh, teachers' union in California, two thousand eight? Remember, we asked, why did they do that? Wait a minute. What did they just do? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said it, they had a rule in the uh, schools uh, that you could not be a member of the teachers' union if you had ever been a communist or if you had ever uh, advocated for the overthrow of the United States government. Right. But then, and then for they, some strange reason, they took that they out. They took that out. Yeah. Yeah. Resist any attempt to outlaw the Communist Party. Do away with all loyalty oaths. Um, this one. Look it, at 15. It, capture one or both political parties in the United States. <laughs> done. Uh, absolutely done on the Democrat Party. Absolutely done. It's the commun- It's the it's the Marxist it political is. party now. Use technical dis- decisions of the courts to weaken basic American institutions by claiming their activities violate civil rights. Mm. Done. Get control of the schools. Done. Use them as tradition, uh, as transmission belts for socialism and get current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers associations. Jeez. Put party line in textbooks. All of that's done. Uh, number 18, gain control of student newspapers. Mm-hmm. 19, this is, these are the communist goals of 1963, how to destroy America. Uh, Use student riots to foment public protest against programs or organizations which are under communist attack. Uh, Number 20, infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments. You don't think that's happened, do you? No, just read the book review from the from the New York Times of uh, of uh, Ben Shapiro's new book. Jeez. Um, Get in control of editorial writing and policymaking positions. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, motion pictures. Number 22, continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. An American communist cell was told to eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings, substitute shapeless, awkward, and meaningless forms. They have that in every city in America now. Oh, yeah. You see some of those, you know, the weird things that they... uh what do they call that thing in Houston that's just a twisted mess of metal? Uh, and there's one in Chicago, too. They do this all over the country. Here's the, here's the interesting uh, thing about this. Uh, it also says, eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings. Mm-hmm. They're talking about taking Thomas Jefferson down. At Hofstra. Uh, yeah. Hofstra University. Yeah, because he was not only was he a slave owner, but of course a sexual predator, uh, <laughs> a sex offender. Mm-hmm. Control art critics and directors of art museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsive, meaningless art. Mm. Uh, Eliminate all guns, uh, all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. Now, what's interesting is the right, the left got their name as the defenders of free speech because they would defend a cross in urine and call it art. Yeah. Yeah. That now that they have that, they are also on they, television calling for an end of free speech, political speech. 
Interesting. Uh, 26, I don't even know if we can even, um, well, let me go to 25. Break down all cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography, obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. All done. Uh, 26. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. You almost can't even say that line anymore. Mm -mm. That's how much that's been done, taken care of. Uh, Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Eliminate prayer or any phrase of uh, a phase of a a religious expression in the schools on the ground. It violates the principle of separation in church and state. Discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old fashioned and out of step with modern needs. A Hmm. hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis. Discredit number 30. Discredit the American founding fathers. Present them as selfish uh, aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. They've gone far past that. Yeah. Belittle all forms of American culture and discourage the teaching of American history on the grounds it was only a minor part of the big picture. Give more emphasis to Russian history since communists took over. (laughs) Um, support any socialist movement to give centralized control over any part of culture, education, social agencies, welfare programs, mental health clinics, etc. Eliminate all laws and procedures which interfere with the operation of communist blah, blah, blah. Uh, discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. Done. Uh, infiltrate and gain control of more unions did that a long time ago yeah transfer some of the powers of arrest to the police uh, of the police to social agencies we're doing that now mm-hmm. you can take come in and take your kids yeah they can take your kids treat all behavioral problems as psychiatric dis- disorders which no one but psychiatrists can understand or treat Dominate the psychiatric profession and use mental health laws as means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals. Replace communist <laughs> goals with socialist and replace um, uh, mental health laws. Uh, use mental health laws as meaning uh, uh, as means of gaining coercive control over those with guns who oppose our socialist goals. It's there. Mm hmm discredit the family as an institution long time ago that was done long time ago. emphasize the need to raise Mm. children away from the negative influence of parents (laughs) hardy done attribute prejudiced mental blocks and retarding of children to suppress influence of parents create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the american tradition think of that one with antifa that students and special interest groups should rise up and use united force to solve economic, political, and social problems. Overthrow all colonial governments before native populations are ready for self-government. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The rest of them are not. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Because it's been done. Virtually it's, all of it. It's, is, it's worse than this. When you see the, what we're going to reveal... It, it, because we, they used it. This was an internal document written by the um, the head of the Soviet history. So he was documenting. He was archiving everything to you know that on how we did it. But it was an internal document. 
And when the wall came down, that document got out. And it shows how they did it. They, it shows, remember, when World War II ended, the Allies insisted you cannot just roll tanks into any country. You can't do it. You can't start a war. You can't just take it over. Now, if they decide to vote and they decide to go with you, that's another thing. But you just can't roll tanks in. Well, crap. Then how do we do it? And they did it in country after country. And it was a very well thought out plan. Step by step, exactly how you take a free market, a free democratic society and flip them. And it shows the examples that the guy was recording history. Here's how we did it. Here's what happened. It's being done here. It's all being done here. Wow. And where did you find this? Or can you say? Uh, No, one of our researchers, Jason, uh, found it. I'm not sure where he found it, but uh, it's pretty amazing. We're going to do a whole special on it uh, in about four weeks uh, because it's pretty extensive and and, and phenomenal. And it's kind of tied into the 45 goals? Uh, no, it's just, I mean, yes and no, it has the same kind of goals, but that one is, this is just the goals. Mm-hmm. This says, here's how you do it. How do we get to those goals? How do wow. we get that? Yeah, how wow. do we get that done? Thanks, Pat. Yep. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, filter by, uh, I don't know if you've, uh, known, noticed this, uh, but, um, there's yellow, there's yellow and green dust on my car. Is there yellow and green dust on your car? Yet? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's pollen. Is it a hate crime? Uh, no, that's only if you're a mayor. And where was that? Uh, someplace in the Carolinas, I think. Um, she claimed that uh, somebody had painted all of this uh, green and yellow stuff uh, on her car, and it was a hate crime. Mm-hmm. No, it's called pollen. But that's a different story. Um, whether you're like me and you sneeze every time you look at a tree, uh, the pollen is going into your lungs along with all the dust and viruses and God knows what else. So before you turn on your air conditioning, please, your windows have been closed. Uh, You've got all that crap that was in your house over the winter. Change your filter and start fresh because you need a fresh filter to get rid of all of the crap that now is coming inside because of pollen. I want you to go to filterbuy.com. Filter by. You choose your size, how often you want them delivered, and you're done. You can save 5% by having the auto delivery. And believe me, it's just, it's so much easier when you do this. You only have to think of it this one time. Then they automatically come to your door and you just change the filter. They have over 600 sizes, all made here in America. It's a great company. It's, it's easy and will save your lungs, your allergies, your sinuses, your eyes. It will save everything just with, by putting in a new filter. Do it now with FilterBUI.com. That's FilterBuy.com. We're just looking at the... Can, you know what? Can I, can, I, can, I, can I give you some good news? I don't know if that's allowed. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. I think we're... Let's do some, let's do some good news. Um, Michigan boy, 12. 12. 12-year-old boy in Michigan has decided he's not going to wait around for the government. He says that his mom's car was messed up. It was messed up because they were driving down the street and they hit a pothole. And his mom's car needed 600 to $700 to get their car fixed. 
And he said, if somebody else drives down our street and they hit that pothole, they're going to be mad. I would be mad. So the 12-year-old didn't tell anybody about his plans. His mother, Trinell Scott, told a local television station she only found out after she got a text message from her niece saying how she saw her son in a video posted to Facebook filling the holes. In the video, this young man can be seen filling a pothole on the road that is larger than the base of his trash can. What he did is he brought a trash can out full of dirt and gravel, and he started filling those potholes. Oh, and wow. it's bigger than the base of the uh, of the uh, trash can. Video has now been uh, viewed by more than 62,000 people. 12-year-old has filled 15 potholes all around his family's home. His mother says it just shows that her son is a good kid, one of many in the community. You know, it's you know, it's crazy is if you would just allow people to do this, they would fix those things. They yeah. would fix those. They would never let that happen in their own in their if they were empowered, but they're not. The new Democratic governor campaigned in 2008 on a uh, promise to, quote, fix the damn roads, end quote. What year was that again? That was uh, 2018. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. she's been in for just a couple of years, and, you know, it's hard to fix the damn roads. She has proposed, proposed, not gotten done, she has proposed to nearly triple the state's per-gallon gasoline tax, which would make it the highest in the nation. That's how she, that was her plan. It's a great plan. Who does that hurt? Oh, just those evil rich people, I'll tell you that much. Definitely not the average person trying to commute to work and running over those potholes. See, now you're wrecked it. You've wrecked it by just... <laughs> you're the one that brought up the governor. I was making. I was praising the kid. All right, try this one on. Mm. Try this one. Kansas woman. She sees what's happening in Nebraska. She's She's... In this Payless shoe store where they're, you know, everything's must go. Payless shoe store is going out of business. So she goes in, she buys herself a pair of shoes. And she said, you know what? How much for all of the shoes? Because everything's got to go. What if I buy every shoe in the place? They said, uh, really? Okay. How about a dollar per pair? She buys them all up, including 162 pairs of baby shoes, men's shoes, women's shoes. She boxes them all up. She sends them to the people in Nebraska, the flood victims who have lost absolutely everything. One woman goes in and buys every pair of shoes left at the Payless shoe store. How great is that? That's really great. Shoes would have been worth more than $6,000 had she paid what they were originally asking for them. She got them for a buck pair. I feel like it, at my role in every one of these good news stories is to ruin them, but so I'm going to stop. Yeah, I'm just don't, like, I, don't ruin them. I'm just going to stop Not everything talking. sucks. There are good no, people great. out there. This is who we are. This is who we are. Can you imagine, though, the, the just the shipping costs of those and, and what it would do it right. to global warming? I, I stop mean, it. I mean, the, right the planes, now. the emissions. I mean, you're killing the planet. You're killing it. All right, uh, let me talk to you a little bit about uh, Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock, this is... This... It's incredible how... Is there how... anything else, Stu, that... Dick... I know. They're coming after everything. 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 
Uh, and this is something that is a growing uh, crime. Law enforcement received 2,000 complaints of deed fraud. This is just in Manhattan. 2,000 complaints. And what that means is, hey, I went to sell my apartment or my house, and uh, looks like I don't, I don't own my house anymore. That's what deed fraud is. You can't sell your house. You don't own your house. Somebody's stolen your house. And if you're really super lucky, they've taken out a huge loan against that house, and now you're stuck with that, too. Wait a minute. That wasn't... I didn't hold it. What? So it's called deed fraud, and uh, it's uh, it's a hassle. Once it happens to you, it. I mean, the, honestly, the sheriff can come and take you out of your own house, and you have no idea what's going going on. Get your hundred dollars search for free when you sign up. So make sure it hasn't already happened to you. Sign up, protect yourself. HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Sign up before it happens. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck Program. Life seems to be getting very complex, very complex. Don't know how to raise your kids. Don't know how to uh, deal with everything that is coming at you. you. You don't know how to even look at politics anymore. What's happening to our country? It's all falling apart. What's happening to my job? What's coming our way? I, I don't know about the finances, all of this stuff. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. What? What the hell does that mean, Glenn Beck? I'll explain next. This is the Glenn Beck program. Okay, um, uh, keep it simple and also uh, stay comfortable. I mean, really stay comfortable. If you're if you're sitting in an office chair every day, Stu. Yeah, I mean, it's true. If you uh, if you're sitting every day for hours and hours and hours you need to be able to uh, remain comfortable and while the world is collapsing around you you yeah. might as well have some good might, back might support. Be able to roll around right. on, on razor <laughs> wheels and be like woo look at me yeah. i'm having fun exactly uh i mean we spend more time at our desk than in our bed and would you ever think of buying your mattress uh at uh, an office store no, I would not. <laughs> no, you'd be like, oh, I need a good mattress. Let's go to Home Depot or to uh, Office, Office Depot. Office Depot. Yeah, not a good idea. No, that's what happens with chairs. Get an X chair. Xchairbeck.com right now. You'll see what I'm talking about. They have a money-back guarantee, 30 days if you don't love it. This thing is as comfortable as any recliner that you've ever sat in. Uh, it is really, really comfortable. And now you can get the X Basic model for $100 off or as low as $28 a month with zero financing. Order today, and you also get a free footrest. The new X-Chair Basic and all X-Chairs come with a 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction and free shipping. X-Chair, on sale now for 100 bucks off. Just go to xchairbeck.com, letter X, chairbeck.com. 1-844-4X-Chair, 1-844-4X-Chair. I started the show by playing an audio clip, two pieces of audio from uh, the Obamas. Here's first Barack Obama. I know you're familiar with. We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Never thought, never thought he could do it. He's done it. He's done it. He's not finished, but he's done it. How did he do it? Well, Michelle Obama, before she was pulled off the campaign trail in 2007 and 8, she was going around the country telling everybody exactly how to do it. Listen. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices 
We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Mm. So who are we as a nation? I contend we don't even know anymore. We're about ready to throw out the free market system, claiming that it didn't work, even though it has literally lifted billions of people out of starvation and poverty. It has transformed the world. There is a reason why this first experiment, this was an experiment. Nobody had ever tried it before. This idea of freedom and individual sovereignty. Bible talks about it a lot. But nobody had ever really done it. Even the pilgrims, they were so pious. They were socialists. They came over and they tried socialism. Wasn't called that at the time. Jamestown, it was socialist. People don't even realize here in Dallas, there's this big tower. It's called the Reunion Tower. Well, what is the Reunion Tower? Most people even in Dallas don't know. It was the first socialist community in Texas. Happened in the 1800s, had the greatest minds of socialism coming from all over the world to try it here in a land where you could do anything. It failed miserably. Death, destruction, outcasts, all of it. We've tried it. And we were different and we changed the world. It was the idea that man could be free, that man could own his thoughts with the patent and the trademark. That you, you were the, you were the gunslinger. When you think of America as anybody from overseas, I know this because I can say this about people in New York. When I ask them, hey, have you ever been to Dallas? No. They first fly into Dallas, they'll say, where are all the cows? Oh, I don't know, maybe trapped you know in the movie giant it's we don't have cows walking down the streets of uh, dallas it's it's a big city i don't know if you've known that when you ask people from around the world what do you think america is like who are americans they think of gunslingers they think of cowboys they think of go west they think of these Crazy guys who just dream stuff and then do it. They also always say if they've ever been here, it's the strangest thing. They're so nice. They're so naive. They're so trusting of everybody. Are we? What built America was our love of God and country and family. God's out. Families being destroyed country what does it even mean anymore we've destroyed fair play we believe in fair play now we've never been perfect but we're going the other direction you're guilty until proven innocent that's not america hard work the idea i can create anything just go west no everything's keeping me down i can't do that merit no they're reversing merit in school because now too many Asians are getting in and keeping blacks and Hispanics out. Now it's too many Asians are getting into these elite schools. So now they have to get rid of the test. And if they can't get rid of the test, what they're going to do is they make sure everybody takes the test and lower the standards. And it's the best from each school. Well, that's going to change things because we've already demonstrated that some of these kids that take the test from other schools are not prepared to go to that elite school. 
So we're not on merit. Trust, kindness. Do you trust your neighbors? Depending on where you live. Purity, the Ten Commandments, please. Boy Scouts. We don't even have the Boy Scouts anymore. We look at the Boy Scouts. The, you, you, it was a compliment. Oh, the guy's a real Boy Scout. That was a compliment. Now it's not. In just, what, 10 years? And we keep defending and we keep fighting. And I think that's the problem. I went to Tony Robbins a few weeks ago and I was, he, 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 he reminded me of the things that I had lost. He reminded me of the things that I lost, I think because of the death of my father, which we really haven't, um, I haven't really talked about, um, um, in great detail. And in fact, we didn't even have a funeral for my dad. So none of us have really gone through that ritual uh and my father's death was really confusing for me the last five or eight years of his life i i didn't know what to make of him i didn't know who he was i i everything fell apart for me and so everything that he ever taught me became tainted and that's unfortunate because he had so much wisdom and it held his life together for 75 years before the last 10. And he was tired in the end. What Tony reminded me was everything I learned growing up. My father used to say, Who are you? What are you being right now? Who are you being right now? You want something? Accept it in your life. Become it. Be it. You want to be a good man? Be a good man. Be. What we're doing right now is we're fighting to be a good country. We're fighting To be people that are pious and good and kind and Boy Scouts. We're fighting for those things. And in our fighting for those things, we're not being those things. If we believe in fair play, then we should point out the hypocrisy, but we should also be fair. We should not allow the hypocrisy to seep into our lives. Now, I know this is going to sound crazy because we have big things that we have to solve. We have huge things we have to solve. This presidential campaign, if one of these Marxists win, we're done. I think we're really done. This is not about Donald Trump. This is about uh, who's that over there. I know what Donald Trump has done. I don't know what he'll do in the next uh, uh, four years, but I know what he's done so far. I have a different track record than I did four years ago. Okay. Still have concerns, but also see he has done and he's responded to people when he when he's pushed. 
still have my concerns, but I also know who the socialists are. I also know what democratic socialism means. I also know that the House voted against stopping infanticide 25 times since they've got into office. How, how do you do that? That's not America. We don't need to defend. We don't need to try. And in fact, if we try, we fail. We have to be it. We have to live it. How many negative things do we say about ourselves? How many negative things do we say about our country? How many negative things do we put into our life? You know, the one reason why we've had this fundamental transformation is because we've been forced to ponder how bad we really are. And we all say, I'm tired of hearing about it, but we're still saying it. Even in our defense, we're still saying it. They changed us fundamentally because they've convinced us we are something that we are not. And once you believe that, you become it. Let me give you an example and show you the way out in one minute. First, let me tell you about Field of Greens. Um, I got this uh, email. Um, I got this email in from uh, one of my staff members, Glenn. About a week ago, my son got sick with a bug that was going around. He's constantly coughing, runny nose, just miserable. After a few quiet days, my wife got sick. And now my daughter is sick as well. Everyone around me is hacking and sneezing. And I'm just waiting for, you know, the shoe to drop and me to get sick. Then I realized something. I don't think I'm going to. I'm the only one in the house taking Field of Greens. Every morning I start my day and I take Field of Greens. Hopefully I can get my wife on board before the next bug hits us. Field of Greens is real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity by using antioxidants, prebiotics, probiotics. These are not supplements. Supplements aren't worth a damn. You need the real stuff. That's what this is. Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseGlenn.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use my name, G-L-E-N-N, as the promo. Uh, Also, you can call 833-746-4246. Give it a try because there's nothing to lose and a better, healthier you to gain. BrickHouseGlenn.com. Get Field of Greens now at 833-746-4246. Use the promo code Glenn at BrickHouseGlenn.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Why don't you stand up and fight for the Bill of Rights? Why don't you stand up and fight for the Bill of Rights? Because I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, an organizer. I, I'm, I don't have the voice. I don't have enough friends. I don't know what to do. What have you just convinced yourself on who you are? If those are any of your excuses for standing up for the Bill of Rights, standing up for, you know, something you believe in, uh, standing up against abortion, standing up for the for the children that are being uh, manipulated, used and hurt at the border. What am I going to do? You have convinced yourself you're completely weak 
and uh, vulnerable. You, you may say, I'm not a victim, but you victimized yourself or allowed others to convince you that you're a victim for the last 10 years. We've all done it. We're all like, I don't know. I don't know. And so then what we do is we say that to ourselves and then we defend it. But we don't even know who we are anymore because we don't believe in these things anymore. I can't tell you how many Christians I believe uh, that I that I meet that say, Glenn, you know, it's, it's going to take a miracle. Yeah, it is going to take a miracle. And I expect miracles to happen. So it's going to. All we have to do is just stand in place. Let him do the heavy lifting. We just have to do our part. Stand exactly where you're supposed to stand at all times. Do exactly what you're supposed to do, because then you'll be called on. You'll know the right time to move. Uh, You know, that's great and everything, but we're going to lose our country. We've got to fill in the blank. You're denying the power of miracles while you say you believe in miracles. And as we defend them and not live them, we lose. We lose every time because we want that doesn't create a lack of want because of we want it creates more want. You have to claim those things that are yours. We have to claim our country again with humility. With a begging of forgiveness, we have to claim who we are again. If you've been listening to me for a long time, you know that I used to say, I'm kind of a bad dad. I'm a great freaking dad. I am a great dad. I put myself up next to any other dad anywhere. I'm a great dad. I'm a different dad. I may not do it the same as everybody else. Sometimes I'm bluffing. Many times I'm lost. But I love my children and my children love me. I'm a great dad. You know how that's how that changed in me? I just started being a great dad. I got past my fear. I got past my whininess. I got past all the things that were stopping me. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know how to be a dad. But I love my kids. I feel awkward, stupid. My dad never did these things with me. Blah, blah, blah. My life is I was going to create another bad dad in the lives of my children. I don't know. I'm not feeling well. I'm really, I'm very, I'm just, I'm not well. This is my latest. I'm getting healthier every day. I'm feeling better every day. I'm stronger every day. I am healthy. I am fair. I'm not part of this. Whatever it is they claim, it's claim all they want. I know who I am. I am fair. I am good. I am decent. I am honest in all of my business dealings. I am honest in all of my dealings with my fellow human beings. I'm a hard worker. I'm a happy example. I'm a constitutional American. Say that one for a while. See if you start to say, maybe I should read the Constitution. Maybe I should start 
living the Constitution. Maybe I should start defending the Constitution. I'm a constitutional American. I am forgiving. I got a letter last night that I I really want to share with you. About forgiveness. Forgiveness is the hardest thing. The hardest thing to forgive somebody else is even easier than forgiving yourself. But forgiving somebody else can be really hard, especially if they're continually inflicting pain. But that's when it counts. That's when it counts. See, we've lived a very tough life. I saw this this video of these people in Japan that are getting into these fetal sacks. Have you seen this? And they're wrapping themselves up in the fetal position, and it's like they're in the womb. Grow up! Grow up! Yeah, you're going to get into a speech. Do you know what our grandparents would say? The ones who fought World War II? Do you have any idea what they would say if you were... They walked into the house and you were laying in a sack in the fetal position and you're like, this represents the womb and it makes me feel comfortable and it makes me feel safe. My grandfather would have kicked me in the head and said, get the hell out of that sack. What are you, a baby? Yes, yes. Because we have not had any hard times. We're looking for hard times. We're inflicting the hard times on ourselves. Why? Because we feel guilty for changing the world? We feel guilty for, I don't know, being the society that cured polio? That is wiping hunger off the face of the earth? I don't feel guilty. I'm strong. I'm happy. I'm a constitutional American. I'm a winner. I'm not on the losing team. I'm on the winning team. You better choose carefully which team you're on. There will be a choice. No, nobody's on the sidelines on this one. You better choose carefully which team you're on. I'm on the team for life. I'm on the team for equal justice. I'm on the winning team. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Here's our uh, sponsor this half hour. It is uh, Simply Safe, 100% committed to having you fear less. I'm not afraid. You know, there, there was a time in my life that um, I started having significant death threats. And we had somebody um, that uh, got uh, close, and I was freaked out, just absolutely freaked out. And I called my wife. I was on the road, and I said, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I had to make some decisions in my life. You know, what are you willing to live for? What are you willing to die for? And I, I made some serious choices in my life. Um, but I'm not afraid because I, I conquered it by what's the worst thing that could happen. Okay, good. Imagine that. Live that for a few days. Now, good. Got it out of your system. That's the worst that can happen. Move on. But you have to take certain steps to get you out of that uh, that place. Stop worrying about your house. Stop worrying about your safety, your kids, or anything else. Get Simply Safe. Go to simplysafebeck.com right now. Simplysafebeck.com. Protect your home, protect your family. Just free yourself of that fear. Simplysafebeck.com. Tonight on Blaze TV, Glenn talks about the left's plan to stack the Supreme Court and where that goes. Coming up. We want to continue our uh, conversation we had just a few minutes ago at the top of next hour because uh, Stu 
Stu uh, had some, I think, some intriguing questions when we went into the uh, break. We'll get to that uh, coming up. I want to spend a few minutes with Ami Horowitz, a good friend of ours and, and, and an extraordinary filmmaker. Um, he is uh, he's done a he's done a, a, a piece on the intersectionality between the left and the Klan. And he joins us now to set up a little bit of this uh, clip. Ami, welcome. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Always be a pleasure to see you, Glenn. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, so, so set this clip up. Tell us, tell us what this is. So essentially what we have here is we have this weird convergence I have found with the extreme left. Now, you know what? Actually, not even the extreme left. Kind of like the, main, the mainstream leftists. And essentially with uh, racist and white supremacists. I know they like to label our president a white supremacist. That could be further from the truth. But there are quite a bit of similarities, actually, uh, between uh, the left and the KKK, particularly around the way they view black people and segregation. So I went to Columbia and I asked the university, Columbia University, exactly right. I asked white students uh, how they feel about separating black students from white students in graduations, in gyms and housing, because this has become a new kind of issue at universities where universities around the country, particularly all the Ivies, have been doing this now for for a couple of years. And, of course, they all answered uh, that they had no problem with it whatsoever. Happy to do it, actually. Okay, so um, um, this is a four-minute clip. We're going to play it, and then we'll come back and and talk to uh, to Ami about uh, what it all means. Here it is. I'm Ami Horowitz. Colleges are creating separate housing, graduations, and even gyms for black students and other minorities. So I went to Columbia University to find out what students think about this. Would you support segregated housing for black people? I think a lot of like schools have like interest housing where like black students can like and students of color can like live together. Separate so, from white people. Yeah, that's like a normal thing in most campuses, I think. And you guys are cool with that. Yeah. It comes from the school saying we're now going to offer black students um, a separate housing. Yeah, I would support it. I don't see a problem with that. Okay. I, yeah. No, well, I would be supportive of it. Why not? Oh, I'm dealing. Doing with people like me. It wouldn't change anything for me because, I mean, as you can see, I'm a white person. But if they would be happy... I couldn't tell. <laughs> would you support black students having their own separate graduation? I'm sure that's what they wanted. <laughs> so you'd be okay with that? Yes. Separate graduation? Yeah. I definitely would. Absolutely. Absolutely, they should have it. What about um, kind of black safe spaces? Yeah, I'm for that. That's fine. So have like your own space where the black people kind of separate from the white it, people? Wow. Just several blocks away from the campus bubble in the local black community, the opinions on this issue were unanimous. Why? Are you going back in time? Why are you separating? We're all together. Wait, I don't understand the, the logic there. I feel like that's basically segregation. We should all graduate together. I feel that that's segregation and that shouldn't be happening. It's obviously terrible to separate people by race. Discrimination might not be the ultimate goal, but people take it that way. Do you think it's almost racist to do that? I would think. It's all about social skills, and if you can't converse with people who are not of the same skin color, mm. then there's no reason for you to be social at all. Separating people by race at the gym? I don't even understand that. Like, what? It's, it's like white people don't get their feelings hurt when they get dunked on. The landmark case of Brown versus Board of Education overturned the legality of racial segregation based on the premise of separate but equal. But did it really? It's going to be separate. It all has to be equal. Yeah. It can be separate, but it's got to be equal. 
obviously. Of course, as long as it's equal. If it's going to be separate, it has to be equal, though, obviously, in terms of what the housing is, the graduation. Right. That would make the most sense. These students um, are not the only people on board with this type of racial segregation. Hey, I'm Chris Barker. I'm Imperial Wizard for the Loyal White Knights <laughs> of the Ku Klux Klan. Chris and his wife have their own safe space here in North Carolina, where he could be away from all those people who engage in microaggressions. But Chris is really a macroaggression kind of guy. Chris was arrested for stabbing another Klan leader over an argument about who was the most racist. <laughs> There's this thing going on on university campuses where they're trying to separate black people from white people in gyms, in uh, graduations, and housing. How do you feel about that? I think it's a good thing, and also I think it's in people's nature. I mean, it's in everybody's nature to be with their own kind. People are tribal, and we want to be amongst our own selves. And I mean, we're still a segregated nation regardless, and it's always going to be that way. Are you glad that the left has kind of come around to your point of view? It would be a good thing if the left continues that way. If it is separated like this, I hope that they continue. I'm pretty glad that they're doing it too. If they can stay more segregated, maybe the whites can learn their own culture. I'm kind of happy about it, truthfully. <laughs> I'm smiling, you know. I wonder if there's any other interesting things that you agree with with college leftists. Like, do you have a safe space? Are you guys emo? Do you listen to Cardi B? <laughs> I don't listen to Cardi B. I don't do emo. Have you seen Black Klansman? No, I've refused to watch it. Are you guys familiar with Brown versus Board of Education? <laughs> Who's watching with Do you the think plane? that plays into this at all? I, I don't know. I, I have to go study. Oh my While God. I don't believe in separating the races, separating yourself from your wallet in order to help me make more of these videos might be a good thing. So feel free to donate at AmiHorowitz.com <laughs> and don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's a great, Ami that is, is a great video. Ami is amazing. That is a great, great video. Uh, Thank you. What did, what's your takeaway from? I mean, I'm watching these Columbia students. What a collection of dopes. Look, you know, uh, the question is, are they dopes or do they really believe this kind of weird uh, new version of, of racism? Look, no, you know what, I mean, hang on just a second. I've had this conversation with my son. He's talking to me about God and he's like, you know, I don't know what I believe and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, good. What are you doing to find out? And if you claim to believe something, you better be able to back it up, especially if you're at a university. This, this is this is uh, you are a self-imposed dope. Yeah, look, this is not only the, the, the first, uh, the, the, the only point of contact between the left and, and the KKK. In fact, uh, I, I asked uh, also a similar set of questions about they feel that Jews control uh, the U.S. government with their money. And, and uh, they, most of them all, most, not all, said, yes, of course, we, of course we believe that, and so did the KKK. So this is not the only place of agreement. But look, this is such a, this is so dangerous. And, and never mind the fact that it reawakens the evils of segregation. Put that aside for a moment. But it reinforces identity politics in the absolute worst way, and, and it really amplifies these racial differences. You know, I, I at Harvard was asked about this. What, you know, what's the, what's the reasoning behind uh, separating and segregating uh, black students during their graduations? And they said that essentially they, they want something special for their students that feel marginalized. I'm thinking to myself, where on planet Earth does a black person feel less marginalized than a university campus. 
But if marginalization was a standard we're going by, then the only group that has their own graduation should be conservatives. Now the only people who are truly marginalized, marginalized on, on campuses. Really, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to me. So, you know, the problem here is, is that they are because I, I, I watch them and I listen and I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what are they feeling? What is driving this? And it's not like the Klan. He is driven by hate. They they are driven to the same exact racist conclusion, but they have cloaked it in love. They've cloaked it in, you know what, hey, whatever anybody else wants to do, if that's what they want to do, then that's what they should do. Who am I to say? I love them. I want to make sure that they're taken care of. And so you have this, you have this, uh, this smothering uh, of, of uh, people and a, and a cloaking of very racist things all with understanding, peace, harmony, love, forgiveness, compassion. And I think that's why they don't see it. Yeah, no, I, I, look, you're, you're absolutely right. Of course, they're both coming from different places in terms of motivation. But ultimately, they're both looking at, at, at black people as less than, right? You can't do on your own. You can't, you can't find, you know, I did a video about voter ID a couple of years ago, which kind of blew up. And it was essentially the same. I've done a number of these videos are kind of, you know, race-based, where they show the same thing, this, this condescension, this patronizing attitude that they look at black people and say, look, you need me to watch after you. You need me to make sure you can have your own environment in a, your own graduation, in your own gym. You need me to make sure that I can get you what you need, your ID, because you can't get your ID by yourself, so we've got to make sure you don't have to show ID to vote. All of these attitudes, yes, they, they, they're obviously different in terms of the motivation, but the end result is the same, and for a person who's black, that's kind of the only way I'd be looking at it. And, you know, the other major thing I hear, I think, and it's important to, to point out, is that there is a major... So when I ask college kids, I ask Columbia college kids who are black how they feel about this, and it was a, a very mixed result. Now, when I went to a couple blocks off campus to ask the, the black community there, they were unanimous, absolutely unanimous. This was absolutely wrong and beyond the pale. But the thing is, there, there seems to be a massive chasm between black leadership, whether it be political leadership in, in, in the House, the Senate, or in the presidency, or among social activists, community leaders. They, have, they are far more radical than the black community in general, which I've always thought is why there's a major opportunity for Republicans and the right to say, guys, that's not your home. These people, I know you think they're looking out for your best interest, but they're true. They have this, this real, again, condescension towards you that we don't have in our party. I think there's a real opportunity there. Well, it's it's quite honestly why I think many Republicans uh, don't reach out to the black community, the Hispanic community or whatever, because we don't think that way. We're just like, hey, this is working. And what do you think? And come and I don't I don't go talk to organizations. I talk to people. And that's kind of uh, that's kind of thrown us at the same time. The uh, the Democrats, uh, it's always it's always floored me that the guy who was stood against the Civil Rights Act and the Civil Rights Movement, Lyndon Johnson, suddenly 
five years later, signs in the Civil Rights Act. And I and I'm sorry, but I just don't believe change of heart. And I also don't believe, well, this is a strategic plan to to be able to win the next election and blah, blah, blah. I really believe that there were people that were involved in that that understood well, look, these people can't take care of themselves. We'll take care of them. We'll make sure that they stay in their place. And that's what they've created. And and you're seeing it now. They're, this is the road to hell is paved with good intentions. The, you're seeing now the fruit of that from the 1960s where, you know what, we're just going to love and take care because they're just so weak and powerless. And we're just going to make sure that all these victims are taken care of by us. You're seeing the fruit of that right now. This is the best example of the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I think I've ever seen. No, no, I, I agree. And then that's why I keep saying we have an, a, an historic opportunity here. You know, look, I, I've, been, I've done a number of these videos. You know, one video that kind of strikes me. That, look, the, ultimately, the, the left doesn't have any idea how, how the black African-American rank and file feels about a particular issues, whether it be immigration or abortion or whatever it happens to be. And I think that's where we have our opportunity. I remember I did a video once about when Black Lives Matter was kind of blowing up. And I, and I went to Brooklyn. I interviewed a bunch of, again, these white leftists. I said, how do you think um, you know, black people in, in the Bronx and in Harlem feel about the NYPD? Oh, my God, they hate them. They're so racist against these uh, black people. There's rage on the streets. So then I went to, you know, I, I went to, um, to uh, East Harlem, and I had a T-shirt saying, Cops' Lives Matter. You know, how, how provocative could that be? You know, what kind of rage am I could provoke this T-shirt? And then I went there, and every single person went up to me and said, Oh, my God, of course Cops' Lives Matter. And started telling me these wonderful stories about how the mm. police helped them in a particular situation. There is such a massive disconnect between how the left views black people and views what they think black people want versus the reality on the ground. And I, and I can't stress enough, you know, these videos highlight that difference, and we cannot lose this opportunity to make sure they realize that what's best for their community is not the left, which tells them what to think and what to do, but the right, which gives them the freedom to do what they want. Ami Horowitz, uh, you can follow him at AmiHorowitz.com. You can also donate uh, so he can continue to make uh, these these fantastic videos. AmiHorowitz.com, A-M-I, AmiHorowitz.com. Ami, thank you so much. We'll talk again. Our sponsor this half hour is uh, Norton Security. Now, Norton has been, you know, in the, the software business forever, protecting software and everything else. They've just started something, uh, a VPN. Now, a VPN is a virtual private network. Now, you know who else started one? Facebook started one. Mm. They were giving away VPNs for free. You I'm can use so tempted Facebook VPN. Well, the, the reason you would have a VPN is you don't want anyone tracking everything and monitoring everything that you do. Not that you're doing something wrong. You just uh, you just don't feel comfortable with these companies having every piece of information. So you want to get rid of that, you have to have a VPN. Now, Facebook did it because they thought we could have exclusive information for everybody that nobody else can track them, but we can. (laughs) That's where I say, if you want a VPN, get Norton. They're not tracking anybody. They're preventing people tracking you. Norton.com slash VPN. It's not for bad guys. It's for good guys to keep the bad guys out. 
Norton.com slash VPN. You're sitting in a coffee shop and you're doing, you know, on, on uh, public Wi-Fi, you're doing something, some transaction. Somebody can get into your computer. Not if you have a VPN. It's $3.33 a month. That's where it starts for the year-long uh, subscriber. Uh, subscriber. Uh, it uh, also is just an app. You download it, you put the password in once, and your devices are now on a virtual private network only exclusively from Norton at norton.com slash vpn go there now norton.com slash vpn there are uh, kids that are suffering at our border uh and what's being what's being done what who is doing anything besides donald trump and all he's getting is heat because nobody else will do anything about it our rights are under attack save our states is trying to protect the electoral college meanwhile political speech now being called hate speech how do we fight it more next uh we're excited to uh um to be able to talk to you a little bit about the movie unplanned we've been talking about it for a while um and um and it's working do you know that there are now more followers on unplanned movie on twitter than there are followers for planned parenthood of america no way really yeah i got that this morning i think I think I actually got that from uh, uh, Rob, who is coming in in a few minutes. Really? Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. There's something happening, and it's this movie. And I, I want you to go see this movie and bring your teenagers. Please bring your teenagers. It's open in theaters right now, unplannedfilm.com. That's unplannedfilm.com. It's good. It's a good movie. You'll. It's not a dirge. You're going to walk out feeling uplifted. You really are. Um, it's a very positive, positive uh, uh, message. So check it out now. Go to the movie theater or just find it where it's playing near you at unplannedfilm.com. That's unplannedfilm.com. Back in a minute. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So how do we how do we fight this battle? Because we are in the battle for our lives and our souls. And we're up against I mean darkness. We're not fighting people. We are fighting darkness. This is a fight for life. How do we win this fight? Because what we're doing doesn't seem to be working. May I suggest an alternative? In one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Look, uh, data breaches are off the charts. Um, there was a growth in data breaches, meaning somebody stealing your identity, stealing uh, any kind of data uh, from companies. It was up 424% last year. Mm, I don't know. You think that sounds like an, aca- apode- uh, an uh, uh, epidemic? Sounds like it's a real growing problem. 71% jump in dark web activity. So in other words, trying somebody stealing your identity and putting it up for sale. 4.9 billion identity records exchanged hands just last year. Think your name might be part of that? Uh, what was it again? 14.9 billion? Of course it is. Lots of ways cyber criminals can get to you. There is one way that is the best way to stop them, and that is LifeLock. If you have a problem, they have a U.S.-based uh, restoration specialist that will work to fix it. 
It is LifeLock. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions on all businesses, but LifeLock can uncover the threats that you might miss on your own. So go now, get 10% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head over to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and get 10% off. So we were talking last hour about, I don't know, I don't know what, I, my question going into the break was, Glenn, what was the genesis of that? Like, what what brought you to that monologue? And It's a monologue from Top of Hour 2. You can listen to it on the podcast. And it was all about uh, empowering yourself. Take take control of the situation. Yeah, and you, you I guess I was trying to figure out a way to summarize it. And it's, I, I, I guess empower yourself is kind of there, but it, part of me, every time I hear something like that, I think of like, hey, here's your, you know, new age self-help tip of the day. And yeah. I, it's not, that's not what you were saying at all. Um, you know, there's a, the two things I took out of it were, um, number one, you know, be a man. Like, remember this whole thing about how men were supposed to act and now mm. it's not okay to even acknowledge that men are a thing? Yep. Like, I don't even think they're included in the 98 mm. genders. Uh, you know, the, the traditional thing of being a man, being responsible for yourself, uh, holding yourself accountable, uh, and trying to make yourself better, do those things. And that's number one. And number two is we all have to be on guard a little bit. And I think this happens to conservatives a lot, certainly happens to the people on the left. We all have to be on guard a little bit of allowing ourselves to consider uh, our situation a situation of victimhood. A, 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 a situation where, like, you know, for example, Give me an example. in politics, uh, you know, we can't win this because the media just won't do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You know, the media won't tell the truth. And that's why we can't do this. We can never mm-hmm. win because this person won't express it right. Mm-hmm. This person won't come out. I, we can't get money from it. We can't make movies because Hollywood won't allow it. Well, like look at Unplanned, Unplanned. right now. And and I think we've never had a better chance than we have right now. Yeah, we've never had more access to more ears and eyes than we've ever had. And it it goes all the way down to the grassroots. You don't have any gatekeepers anymore. If you can tell a good story, if you can get eyeballs, you will be seen. You're message will be seen and there's a lot of underlying truth in every one of those examples i just gave yes like all of the things are basically oh, true foundationally oh, we are, however yeah we're sitting here looking at the destruction of the bill of rights we're looking at the destruction of free speech we are looking at people being shadow banned and banned in twitter and facebook do, playing with algorithms to shut people up we are working against all those things but we've also never had more power which which are you going to choose are you going to choose the light or the dark you know, there's this old Sufi saying that is uh, that I I absolutely love that which you gaze upon, you become. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. What does that mean? It means that when you're imitating somebody, it's the highest form of flattery. Why is that? Because it shows you've gazed upon them for a long time. You have watched them. You have studied them. They have imprinted that on you. One of the first things I, I uh, was ever told, uh, really good advice from a programmer, uh, I was like 15 years old, and he said, never, never listen to people who you don't think are good. Never listen. Because I don't care 
how funny you think it is. And we used to listen to somebody in New York. <laughs> no, don't care how funny you think it is. You will pick up some of those traits, even if those traits are just to mock. You will pick up some of those traits that which you gaze upon. You will become. Think about what we're gazing upon. And I don't mean just I, I mean, just think of this politically. What are we looking at every day? You are listening to shows. Are they feeding you or are they feeding you stuff to be mad at? Are they feeding you stuff that is uplifting at all? That is counteracting what we're gazing upon. Now, I, I want you to know this is not necessarily that there anybody is trying to do. Well, I, I do. I do subscribe uh, bad intent on some people on the right on the yeah, on the right, but many on the left. They are trying to uh, create an agenda. But let's just say that it's neutral. Okay, let's just say it's not, but let's just say it is. If you're watching every day just the news, let's just say it's reported by AI and you designed the AI. What is that AI most likely downloading into your house? Problems. It's downloading problems because that's the only reason why we have news and nobody wants to hear the happy news. So we have found a way to monetize everybody's issue and everybody's problem. Now, when you're online and you're looking at Facebook, look today at Facebook and Twitter. What is the incentive to be good? Is there an incentive to be good? No. What gets the clicks and the likes? Somebody who really just got, gave it to a man, they stick it to him every right. time. Right? Destroys yeah. person A. Destroys person B. Right. We're going to own them. There is no motivation. There is nothing that rewards you for doing good. Speaking softly. Healing. Nothing. So we are not as a system, we are not rewarding anything that is telling you good news. So what does that mean? That means that all you, if you're gazing upon the news and Facebook and Twitter and everything else, we've said this a million times. Really, is it, is it more dangerous today than it? I mean, it was never like this when we were kids, right? It was never like this. We didn't have to worry about these things. No, you know why? Because we didn't know about them. We didn't know what was happening in Baltimore if we lived in Seattle. Nor did we care. We didn't know about all these things. Crime has gone down. Tremendous, tremendous numbers. Crime has gone down. Violence has gone down. Shootings have gone down. All the things that we think, epidemic, this is horrible. Look, we're falling apart. No, we're not. No, we're not. But you're only being fed the bad every single day. And so you retreat more and more, no matter what you say. Look at how it has affected your view of America. Look, at, has anything happened to you personally on race? Anything happened to you personally on race? Not with me. Not yeah. with me. Um. Well, only white people can be racist. So, right. Uh, right. No, okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, even as far as like, I'm saying, what's your example? I'm saying the average person. Have you had a hate crime happen to you? Right. It's more of a general societal fear. Correct. And you and use individual examples to correct. highlight it. 
And we know, we know, just from Ami Horowitz, what he said last hour. Hmm. He said, when I went to the black community, when I was on the campus, it was one answer. When I went to the black community, they were strongly against everything that these people were saying on campus. That was incredible. Okay, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's what it's really like. Yeah. That's what it's really like. You know, the the happiest people I know are the people who live in small towns and are farmers. You know why? Because they're too damn busy to worry about everybody else's problems. They got problems on their own. Their crops are under. They're, they're losing their farm. You think you got problems? Try being a farmer today. Try being a farmer, fighting for your mm-hmm. life, and nobody seems to care. Mm-hmm. But they know the truth. They know they care. They know their neighbors care. They know they're surrounded by good people. They know what is really, what is really happening. There's a, you know... Um, Tony Robbins is really sick. Um, he has mercury poisoning, like off the charts mercury poisoning, um, and is very, very sick. And one of the reasons I wanted to see him was I got to get control of my body. And I have had so many problems. And, you know, um, it's just tough. And we all have problems. And so, you know, he's talking and he's like, you know, you know, why I showed up, you know, why I showed up on, on stage. He's like, I am, I I was throwing up this morning. You know, everybody's like, I don't know if we're going to make it today, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, damn, damn straight, I'm going to make it. I'm Tony Robbins. And he hit his chest and he's like, this body works for me. I don't work for it. I tell it what to do. I'm Tony Robbins. I created Tony Robbins. I put everything in my head selectively, one piece at a time. I built this and I tell my body what to do. And he went out on stage and he performed and it was it was incredible. And you know what I realized? I've done exactly the same thing. Stu, you've been with me where I, I, I haven't even almost been able to walk right. before a stage show. I haven't been able to walk. The minute I walk off stage, I collapse. But while I'm on stage, you'd never know. Right. You somehow convince yourself to get through it. Correct. Mm-hmm. You have no choice. You're going to do it. And so you do it. The secret is being able to do it all the time. You've got to be able to hold it all the time. Well, you can't hold it all the time if we're feeding ourselves bad stuff all the time. We have lost faith in ourselves. Uh, We can't do it because the media is always against us. The media is always, who cares? Who's watching CNN? And with that being said, what what do most of the shows on the right do? We report on what they're saying. Why? Nobody's watching it. Why? Why are we feeding something that only (laughs) nut jobs are watching? (laughs) You know, people who are trapped in airports, people who are in ICU and can't reach over for the, you know, the little control that's clipped to their shirt. They're so weak. They get those are the only people watching that. Why are we talking about it? Why are we empowering it? Why are we empowering their message? We are fighting against something. No, we're not. I don't want to fight against something. I want to fight for something. And it's not really that hard to do because we already live it. We should be. Unless we've gazed upon something so long that we no longer think it's true. I know it's true that most cops are great. 
I know it's true that most African-Americans, most whites, most Asian, most Hispanics are good, God-fearing people. They live good lives. They don't have it out for somebody else. They're not trying to take your stuff. They just, they're just like you. They just want to raise a good family. Well, we're being convinced that you're either white and racist or black and racist. You're white and you're trouble stealing from other people. You're black and trouble and stealing from other. No, you're not. Stop it. Let me get specific. Let me get specific on a couple of things after we break for one minute. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Look, here's the thing. You can you can focus on the problems or you can focus on the solution and then be prepared for the and just just kind of monitor it and say, OK, what's happening? How much closer are we to this? And am I set? For instance, American Financing mortgages. Right now, we owe so much money in credit cards and our home loans. Interest rates are going up. Okay, so if interest rates we know are going to go up eventually, uh, what do we do? If we have an adjustable mortgage, get out of that and get into a locked-in mortgage rate. Uh, If you have high-interest credit cards, stop paying the 18% because that number is going to go up. Can you refi and roll that in so it's one payment? Save yourself a buttload of money and do not buy more stuff with that money. Pay that down. Get rid of it. When you do the things that you know are right, the things that are just common sense, the things that your mom and dad or your grandparents or somebody in your life, they told you, you know, this is what you should do. We all know. Just do it. Call AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net or call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. So last night I got a I got an email from somebody who said um, I have a friend whose daughter had uh, several abortions and uh, she has uh, she went to this movie. Uh, Her mother went to this movie and uh, her sister is changed. She's went to unplanned. She's changed. Uh, and this has been going on for a long time, but she has repented. She went back to her pastor and she was like, you know, help me, help me, help me. Um, got forgiveness, went, you know, went through all of it and she's living a happy life. But mom can't find it in herself to forgive her daughter because those are three grandchildren. And he said, Glenn, I don't know. We've solved it all in our family. I don't know what to do. What would you say to my mom? And I think this is too harsh because it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the family dynamic. I don't know mom, but this is what just came out of, just came out of me. The Lord forgave those who were driving nails into his feet and into his hands while they were mocking him. He said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Now, if, if that's not the greatest example of forgiveness, I don't know what is. Is my burden bigger than his? 
was it harder for me to forgive somebody in my life, even if that's me, than it was for him while they were hanging him on a cross? The Amish forgive the family of the shooter that killed their children on the same day. They found out that their children were dead, and by that night they were over-comforting the family of the shooter. How, how do we not forgive? How can somebody not forgive because they didn't get a hold of their grandchildren when, if you believe, you're going to be together again? You'll hold those babies. You'll hold those grandchildren. 70 times 7, that's a pretty heavy load of forgiveness. But God's load was bigger. Think how he felt. He knew that he was going to send them into a vessel, a child into a vessel that might choose to abort. Think how he felt. He lost his sweet little children. That violent death. Now he's forgiven. And he's got two other daughters. Father or mother, daughter, but his two daughters fighting against each other. Here's the thing. He has work for all of us to do. It's all hands on deck. He needs the proud and the humble. He needs the sinner and the saint. He needs all of us. And what we need to do is show love and forgiveness for one another. And we need to start just being the person he needs us to be right now. Right now. Now, he needs us. As I look at the things, you know, we're a, we are a beacon. We're a beacon to the things that we believe. Stu asked me earlier, you know, Glenn, is this power of positive thinking? No, it's not power of positive. I don't. Power of positive thinking is just, it drives me nuts. I'm going to think good thoughts because I want this. That's not going to help you. These are declarative statements. This is a recognition of who you are. And the only reason you're not who you want to be is because you're afraid of, de- of declaring it. You are whoever it is you want to be. You want to be a better man? Declare it. I'm a better man. I'm a better man than I was yesterday. Because you're going to have to start measuring that. I'm a good dad. I am somebody who believes in the Constitution of the United States. I am a defender of the Constitution of the United States. Well, you will be because you're going to be asked. If you make that statement about yourself, you're going to be asked to defend it. You better learn it. We, we have to start recognizing our own power and our own power to get things done and stop listening to the entire world that says you're losing. I have news for you, guys. We're not. We're not on the losing side. Truth is truth, and it will always win. What are you cowering from? Stand up for truth. That's all you're required to do. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Carshield.com. Boy, oh boy. 
how much could that five hundred, six hundred dollars that you needed to repair that car? What could that have been, you know, used for? That time that your your uh, check engine light went on and you were like, "Oh dear God, no! I don't have the money. I'm barely making it. I don't have the money. Please don't be a bad repair." Why worry about that? If you have Car Shield, you're covered. You're covered uh, for all, you know all the big things. And those big things, most of them are like sensors. Now you can have you can have your favorite mechanic do it. You can have the uh, the dealership do it. Whatever, it, but they pay for all of this. They have a rental car for you that's all taken care of. They have roadside assistance, and then they pay the mechanic directly. So you're not you're not the middleman. You're not having them say, "Hey, when are they going to send the check?" Oh, I don't know. They work that out with you. It's Car Shield. Take the fear out of your life and turning the key in your car and hoping that that little yellow light doesn't come on. It's carshield.com. Call 1-800-CAR-6000. 1-800-CAR-6000. Save now. Carshield.com. When you use the promo code BECK. Get access to the show when you want it. Get the podcast. If you subscribe, it's posted every day. And also join at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Uh, welcome to the program. We have uh, Robino in. He is uh, he writes a, a WTF newsletter uh, every day for the Blaze, uh, and 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 really is. It's one of those things where you're reading, you're like, wow, what is what is happening? Welcome. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I love doing it. Uh, WTF MSM. Uh, you can sign up by going to my Twitter page at Robino. Um, it's the first link at the top pinned up. So, so we were to get it. We were just talking about why do we feed ourselves this crap about the media when really nobody's watching it why are we feeding ourselves this i i mean i think enough people are watching that it drives discussion but i I think you're right i mean the people in in you know the washington corridor and in up you know in the northeast all follow twitter and they think that everything's happening but you have to ask a normal american hey did you see that story they're like what what no huh yeah how how does that affect me getting my groceries and the chicken cost me 4.95 a pound now right you know or something like that if that's you know that's not what the price chicken is but but that sort of thing and i think that but i think it's important to point out what they're doing because they're not misreporting news on you know because they're misreporting news because they make a mistake they're misreporting and framing news because they want you to think a certain way mm-hmm. they they want to drive a narrative i mean mm-hmm. brian stelter over at cnn i know he's nobody's favorite person but brian stelter over at cnn this weekend you know talked about the Mueller report and how the narrative on it was shifting and he actually used the word that we use to like say this is what they're trying to do and he used the word to openly show that that's what they were trying to do with the Mueller report that found no collusion um, did not find enough evidence for obstruction of justice because, you know, as my some of my colleagues and, and our colleague Mark Levin likes to say, you can't obstruct justice if you're the president of the United States because under Article 2, you run the Justice Department. <laughs> and if you want to stop an investigation, you can stop an investigation. And the way to do that is to make that person not elected again. I mean, that's mm-hmm. there's the whole there's the whole notion by those people that think the government is something other than the people we elect. They think that the government is this big never changing thing that 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 doesn't need somebody to be elected to run it and that that person's just a you know a titular head he's not somebody that can actually do something and when he tries to do something they find another way mainly through the media to to stop him from doing it um and you know that that's on a lot of ways it's on both sides but you know they never 
really went after Obama when he was doing some mm-hmm. of the stuff. And I would say that he went a little bit further than Trump has in a lot of areas. In a lot of areas. Yeah. Let, let me talk to you about uh, Joe Biden. And what, what do you think is going to happen to Joe Biden? Do you think he's going to run? Do you think, oh, he... I think he's going to run? I, I think that there, you know, you see it in the New York Times. You, you see headlines like um, his affectionate. You know, it, it, it was affectionate what he did. And, mm-hmm. and in Mondays, I'm like, Monday was fun because it was April Fool's Day. And I'm mm-hmm. like, my my. My subject line at the email was, Brian Stelter is a great diet guy and never gets anything wrong. <laughs> and then I said, these are not April Fool's jokes except for this, because every day in the media, our congressional correspondent, Nate Madden, tweeted out, you know, this is the thing about April Fool's Day. It's the one day that people actually critically check articles that they see because they want to see if they're real. But they do right. this stuff every day. Right. Um, and, and the Joe Biden thing is is nothing different. You know, they, that, there are congressmen and senators that, that I know that, that were unhappy with Joe Biden during a swearing in because of the way that they, you know, the way he handled yeah, himself, hand, handled himself or, or handled, handled others. Women. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we've been talking about this for how long, Glenn? Oh, forever. On, on the right? I mean, yeah, on, the, on the center right. We've been talking about Joe Biden doing this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the Atlantic talked about him doing it. For God's sakes, the Daily, the Daily Show had like, the audacity of the grope or something like that. They had an actual <laughs> they had an actual thing that they did it and Samantha B comes out on the Daily Show all disheveled and said, Oh, I was just interviewing Joe Biden. I mean, <laughs> these are things that people have known about. It's almost it's not yeah. as bad that we know of. It's not as bad as Weinstein by any stretch of the imagination, but it is that everybody knows it. And nobody talks about it. Nobody says anything unless you're joking. Remember, Weinstein, how many jokes did we find Hollywood making about, yeah. you know, doing right. those kinds of things? They knew. They knew. But he had power. And so they decided not to do anything about it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then, you know, there's other stuff with, with Joe Biden. It was in, I think it was in the Washington Examiner today. I don't know if you've if you've seen this yet. And it's, actually, it was John Solomon. Mm-hmm. There, there's a guy that... During the entire Mueller investigation, the people at the Hill, the quote-unquote reporters, mm-hmm. were upset that John Solomon had a byline. John Solomon is a, a right-of-center media guy. He runs the Hill TV division, and they let him write. And he was the one that came out with all of these all of these scoops about what was really going on in the Mueller investigation, and they weren't finding collusion, but it was actually Hillary Clinton that was funding Fusion GPS. Mm-hmm. He was a, one of the guys that was coming out with a lot of these scoops. The people at the Hill that were on the reporter side got upset and made them put an opinion wow. byline on mm-hmm. John Solomon's stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, today John Solomon came out with, and I, I believe it was John Solomon, came out with unearthed video of Joe Biden joking to a foreign policy conference that he got the, uh, the basically the attorney general of Ukraine fired because the guy was looking into his son, his company that his son was on the board of, and Joe Biden threatened, Joe told this audience, and it wasn't a joke, that he told the president of Ukraine that you're not getting your billion dollars in foreign aid if this guy's still the attorney general. Where's the mainstream media on that? I mean, that's a pretty big story. That's huge. This goes to this goes to something that uh, was it Schweitzer uh, that uh, talked to us just this last week. He's you know, he has a book out that just came out in paperback about the most corrupt politicians. And he says Joe Biden is the most corrupt we've had in our lifetime um, and one of the most corrupt in, in all of American history because of what's going on with his son. And you don't hear anything. And it's the 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 it's da- it's really damning when you see that. 
Right. And they protect it. And they, you know, they say that, you know, Donald Trump continuing a business business dealing because he doesn't know if he's going to win to try and, you know, expand his real estate empire, Mm -hmm. you know, is something that that should be looked at because it's nefarious or that people happen to want to stay at the Trump Hotel when they go to D.C. because it's close to. The you know, House. the White House, and it's a it's a nice place, and you mm-hmm. want to stay there, that foreign governments staying there breaks the emoluments clause. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I have a feeling that, you know, George Washington sold cotton to people in Britain that were probably lords and mm-hmm. sat in the House of Lords or mm-hmm. the House of Commons mm-hmm. back when he had a... You know, mm-hmm. plantation in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that that was part of trade. That like when he became president, his whole plantation didn't just stop running. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, mm-hmm. But if you tell people that oh, it was a different time, I mean, that's not what it really means. But that is what it means. It means did you get a direct payment to do something for the United States government from a foreign entity? That's what the emoluments clause is. It's not did you happen to do business? I mean, did Harry Truman never fit somebody in Kansas City? For a suit that might have worked for a foreign government. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, it's stu- it's stupidity when you think of stuff like that. And they don't cover this Biden thing, which is really incredible. I mean, I, you know, first of all, it's, you know, you point out, it's not an opinion piece at all. It's it's a news article. <laughs> it's, it's, it is written under an opinion byline, but going through, I mean, the quote is pretty damaging. Read I the mean, quote. Here is, uh, this is Biden again talking about getting this guy fired. He says... I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was about six hours. I looked at them and I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch, he got fired. And they put someone in place who was solid at the time. And then the the opinion article reveals that, uh, you know, Hunter Biden was working for the company that was being investigated by this prosecutor at the time. And can we verify that he was indeed fired at the time that Biden was there? I mean, I. Biden verifies it, right? Is it possible Biden's lying? Of course. <laughs> like yeah, maybe, I mean, yeah. Maybe he's never even heard of Ukraine. I mean, like yeah. I, with Biden, who knows? Um, but I mean, that's about as clear as it can. I, we should look. We'll look more into this. This is pretty, pretty amazing. So um, the other point that I've, I tried to make today was um, by focusing on the media as much as we do, we we accept this narrative that we're pretty powerless that we don't have a very strong voice we've had we have a stronger voice now than we've ever had we've ever had and yes we're on the ropes and yes there are bad things happening and yes 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 but talk a little bit about the the power of the right now and the power of the media that we do have no and i think you know here at the blaze um here when it was conservative review before the merger, mm-hmm. he, you know, with the Daily Caller News Foundation, all the, we're looking into things. They may not believe us. The left may say, oh, that's not real reporting. But we have multiple voices because it's the democratization of information. Mm-hmm. That's what the Internet makes possible. And that's why it's so scary when you see people um, like Oliver Darcy, like Brian Stelter, like all of these people who sit there and say, well, we need to shut those voices down. We need to shut the Alex Joneses of the world down. We need to shut the Laura Loomers of the world down, who may be a little bit off-center in a little way, but Laura Loomer did real investigative work. You know, when they say that we need to shut those voices down, and then when you see the guy that owns Facebook or runs Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, come out and say, we want government, I mean, the government should be more in control of the internet. Mm. I mean, tell... That's like in the Soviet Union, the government should be more in control of fax machines, which is mm-hmm. one of the technologies that helped 
liberate the Soviet Union mm-hmm. because people would fax each other. Dissidents would fax each other stuff because they couldn't find a way to stop the faxes from going through because it, it wasn't digital. It was analog. It is. Uh, it's remarkable. And it's on it's on my board of things to watch uh, the the marrying of tech and the government. It's inevitable that that's coming. Uh, and I think that's why the left has been saying, you know what? We think we're going to break you guys up. They are saying you're toast unless there's something you can do for us. You're absolutely right. No, you, it, and it's 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 tech media. I mean, Facebook's going to have its own news column now that'll be different from the news feed. It's like the watch pages that we have some things on here at Blaze TV, but they're going to have a news thing. And how do you get into that news thing? Will we be able to get into that news feed, mm-hmm. or will it only be you know the appropriate people that are able mm-hmm. to get into that news feed? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, well, only twenty percent of people are going to watch it, and your other news feed is still going to happen. It, it's almost like the left is afraid. That people have the idea to think for themselves. Well, they, or have they the are, ability. Yeah. Because they don't believe people are smart enough to figure things out. You're absolutely right. It's, it's like, remember Diane Feinstein back in uh, the early 2000s when she wanted to basically have government sanctioned reporters? Like, bloggers weren't real reporters. You know, when I was doing my, my local Massachusetts place blog, Red Mask Group, where we uncovered stuff that the government was doing and got mm-hmm. profiled in Bo- in some of the Boston newspapers and we mm-hmm. shared the work with some of the Boston newspapers. That wasn't real reporting, guys. That was just, you know, some crank and you're not a real reporter. You you should have to be you should have to have a government sanction you know, to be Koppel, protected. Ted Koppel told me that. Ted Koppel said, Glenn, we've got to do something uh to uh have the government give license out for for uh people who are journalists. And I and I mean I I was like, Ted Koppel? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? That is the worst idea I've ever heard. They've been gatekeepers yes, for so for long. So long. Glenn. They've they been gatekeepers. Know. That yeah. they're the ones that get to drive the narrative. Even people like Walter Cronkite. You know, all of these guys. For so long, there was one place you could get your news. They were gatekeepers, and they get upset when they can't be gatekeepers anymore. Which brings us back to John Solomon. So this is a great uh, digest that you can get uh, every day. How do you sign up for it? Um, right now, the easiest way to do it is to go to my Twitter page at Robino, um, R-O-B-E-N-O. Click the top link. Um, it'll bring you to the WTF MSM sign-up form. And you can get it. We send it up. We send it out three times a week. We'll probably be going daily shortly. Good. Uh, but comes out three times a week. It's Thanks really for having me good. Really good. Thank you so much, Rob. Cool. Appreciate it. Uh, Rob, part of uh, Blaze Media and the Blaze TV. Uh, let's tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is a relief factor. If you're in constant pain, know that you are not alone. There's a ton of people all across America that have stopped doing the things that they want to do. Told you a story earlier today about my dad, and he always said, you know, one of these days I'm just going to retire and I'm going to play golf. But by the time he got to being able to retire, because he had lift, lifted 100-pound bags of flour and sugar on his back all the time because he was a, a baker, he was so riddled with pain, he couldn't move. He couldn't even walk the golf course anymore, let alone swing the swing the club. I'm not waiting for anything I want to do because I saw it happen. You just don't wait for it. Do it now. And if you're starting to have pain or if you do have pain and it's stopping you from doing those things, please try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. It's all natural. It's been uh, concocted by a bunch of doctors, really good doctors. Uh, and uh, it is it reduces your inflammation. That is the leading source of our pain and really also all kinds of problems, cancer and everything else. Inflammation is really bad for the body. 
This reduces that. Get out of pain. Get your life back. Call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. Try it for three weeks or quick start. If it doesn't work, stop taking it. Nothing to lose. Everything, including the life you want to lead, coming back. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's incredible to me that uh, earlier this week, or was it late last week, we had uh, an author on who laid all of the stuff out about Joe Biden and his son and this corruption that he appears to be um, engaged in over the Ukraine and, and, uh, uh, and the former Soviet bloc. Now there's a story today with new information and uh, a clip of Joe Biden explaining how he got somebody, you know, basically the attorney general of a country fired. Yeah, the lead prosecutor of Ukraine. And we had known before, I think Peter may have even mentioned this last interview. I've definitely heard him mention before that uh, that Hunter Biden was working for this particular company, mm-hmm. um, Rosemont Seneca. Um, and he uh, he it's 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 a kind of a a tangled web. But the quick update here from today: this is from the Hill. Two years after leaving leaving office, Joe Biden couldn't resist the temptation last year to brag to an audience of foreign policy specialists at, uh, about his time as vice president that he strong armed Ukraine into firing its top prosecutor. In his own words, with video cameras rolling, Biden described how he threatened Ukrainian president uh, about. Uh, if he would pull the he would pull the one billion dollar in U.S. loan uh, guarantees, um, if they didn't immediately fire the prosecutor general, I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was about six hours. And I look at them and I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Well, son of a bitch, he got fired. Uh, and his son was working for the company that that prosecutor general was in the middle of an investigation on. And we are going to look into that more. Talk to the author, hopefully tomorrow. You're listening to Glenn Beck.